Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Honestly, I wrote that poem because Jesus Christ entered my heart and he's the light for me. But now looking back, he was also the light for my mother who was struggling when I was going through this. So my mother gave me that light through her love while I was going through CHD. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna. I am Anna Jaworski and the host of your program. I am also a heart mom to Alexander, who is 26 years old and who was born with a single ventricle heart. He is my inspiration and the reason that I am the host of this podcast. Today's show is Lisa Colville, heart warrior, author, and poet. And our guest is Lisa Dang Colville. We'll start today's program by learning a bit about Lisa. Then we'll actually hear Lisa reading her poetry. And at the end of the program, we'll talk to Lisa about the book that she had published in 2019. Lisa Dang Colville was born in Pennsylvania in 1979. A congenital heart defect warrior, she was born with double outlet right ventricle, or DORV, severe subpulmonic stenosis, and patent ductus arteriosus. She had her first surgery at three months of age in her home state, and second surgery at six years of age at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which was complicated by bilateral chylothorax. As a child, she felt different from others and did not fully understand her congenital heart defect and what it meant for her life. Lisa spent much of her childhood writing poems and short stories and has honed her passion over many years. Now in her 40s, Lisa has recently published her first book, a 50-day devotional called Through the Beauty of Grace, I Will. Lisa is also a devoted Christian wife and mother of two children aged 8 and 10. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Lisa. Thank you, Anna, and thank you for having me on your show. Well, you are so welcome. I am so excited to be interviewing an author. I'm excited to have you on the show, and I can't wait to hear you read one of your poems to us. Do you think that you could please read Light of Love to us? Yes, I would be honored to read to you and then our guest. The Light of Love. All beautiful things is what the soul holds. In darkness, strength aright. Sky fills with hope as the ray of light hits our hearts. Always smile. For faith is the light of love. Recognize the wonder of blessings and never give up. The light of love will defeat all battles you face. For with every struggle, the end spell victory. For within us lives the light of love. I just love it. What inspires you to write the poem? And what does light of love mean to you? 
Honestly, I wrote that poem because Jesus Christ entered my heart and he's the light for me. But now looking back, he was also the light for my mother who was struggling when I was going through this. So my mother gave me that light through her love while I was going through CHD. That's so beautiful. It seems to me you have a very close relationship with your mom. Yeah, I'm her only child. So you were her little light, weren't you? Yes, I was her little miracle. You mention in your poem that the light of love conquers darkness. What kind of darkness have you suffered in your life, Lisa? While going through CHD, I really didn't have darkness because growing up, my parents didn't talk about it. So to me, it was normal. But as I got older, I got married, had a family. That's when the darkness hit me is the whole marriage life, family life. And when my husband and I went through two separations, and then I found God. So the light of love hit me while I was in the darkest spot. Right. It's really hard to go through that kind of challenge in your marriage. What brought you back together? God, my trust, my faith in God, and when I submitted my soul to God. And does your husband share the same faith that you do? He was already that faith. He's a Lutheran, and I baptized my kids Lutheran. But when I grew up in a Vietnamese home, my parents believed in Buddhism, but they never pushed it on me. So they let me be open to my own religion and faith. And I didn't really understand it until I was in the dark myself. Mm-hmm. Lisa, you told me in a private message before we started recording the program that your mother was a Vietnamese refugee. Can you tell me a little bit about how she came to the United States and how she met your dad? Yes, I'm glad you asked. She came to the United States through the fall of Gong. And I don't remember the year they brought people over. They stood out and adopted those people. She went to the island for a while, like a camp, and then from there she came to America. Now, how old was your mom when she came? She was 24, 25. Okay. She came by herself because when her village got bombed, she ran first before it got bombed. That's how she made it over here. Wow. So your poor mother really has seen some darkness, hasn't she? Yes. And then when I became ill with CHD, I think also that hit her because she's new to America. She doesn't understand English. And back then, honestly, they didn't have the Vietnamese or even the American support system we have now. And I'm grateful for what you're doing, what others are doing, and what I'm trying to do. Because for people like my mother, they had no one. So they were in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Now, your mother came to this country all by herself. She didn't know English. Her city was bombed. Has she been able to reach back out to her family that's still in Vietnam to find out if they're safe? Yeah, now we talk on Skype. We talk on Viper. And she's been back three times to visit already, which I haven't yet. And I'm planning to one day. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you definitely have to go. It would be so awesome if you could go with your mom and she could actually show you the village she grew up in. Of course, I'm sure it looks different now. Well, I've seen pictures. They messaged me the pictures. Okay. So your mother was a war refugee. Yes. But you haven't told me how she met your dad. Oh, she met my dad when she lived here. She went to work at a little diner that the people who brought her over to care of her, they're American and they own this diner. So she worked there. And then my dad and his friend went into a diner one day and that's how they met. 
Oh, that's a sweet story. And how long after she met him was it before she married him and had you? She married him about 77, 78, because I was born 79. So it was a couple of years before she actually fell in love with your dad and married him. Yes. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect or CHD community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions expressed in the podcast are not those of Hearts Unite the Globe, but of the hosts and guests, and are intended to spark discussion about issues pertaining to congenital heart disease or bereavement. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. I'd like to start this segment by having you read one of your other poems to us, Lisa. Could you please read Falling Apart to us? Falling Apart. In the dark, when you are lost, alone in the moment, you don't know if tomorrow is worth it. Life is never in one scene, always moving, always changing through space and time. Falling Apart. The trials are too strong, don't know where to go, falling apart, to only be lifted up and comforted by the love of the Lord. It's a powerful poem. Tell me what inspired that poem, Lisa. Was there a certain event that inspired that? Two. One was, of course, me and my husband. And the second was when I first got pregnant with Serenity, I was deadly scared to go see a cardiologist when I had my son, I had an emergency C-section. We both almost died. What I went through with my heart condition, and then also when I was pregnant with the kids, I was scared about both of my pregnancy that for serenity, I hid it for seven months until I went to see a cardiologist. I was scared of what they would say. Then for Sean, I had an emergency C-section, and then I was also bleeding inside afterwards, and they were afraid that the blood ran back up to my heart and give me an infection. Wow. Okay. So hold on. Let's back up just a second because you just gave me a lot of information. I'm feeling a little bit overloaded. So first of all, the darkness or falling apart happened when you and your husband were separated? Yes. Okay. But then the second time you felt like you were falling apart was when you knew you were pregnant and you were afraid something might be wrong with the babies. Had your doctors told you it was not a good idea to get pregnant? I didn't really talk to a cardiologist about it. I never actually brought it up with them at my appointment. So I just kind of got pregnant without their knowing until I was already big. And then they found out. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But that was with my first one. Then after I had her, then I knew it was okay. Then Uh that's when I had Sean. Okay, so let's talk about serenity. How many months pregnant were you before you saw your cardiologist? 
Okay, so for serenity, it's because she was my first pregnancy, mm-hmm. my first baby. And then also after I had her, they had to test her too. And I didn't know. Honestly, they didn't tell me they would have to test her. But they uh, test her three days in after she was born. And then six months later, they test her again. And then they were done. But that's okay. what I was going through. It's because I was also worried about her. Of and course. because I thought I gave this to her. And if she Aww. had it, of course I'd feel bad. Well, of course, that all makes perfect sense. So how long were you into your pregnancy before you actually saw your cardiologist? When I was seven months. You were seven months pregnant. Oh, my goodness. There was no going back. That's why I kept it that long. I was afraid of if I went early and they told me I couldn't have her, you know what would happen, then I would be falling more apart, I guess. Okay. So when did you find God? I found God. After all that, I still didn't really understand what I was going through until the actual separation of me and my husband, and then I was alone with my two kids. Oh, wow. So your separation happened much later in your marriage. It it happened when Sean was a year and a half. Okay. So you're a poor cardiologist. (laughs) You come in seven months pregnant, and your cardiologist looked at you. I'm assuming it had been maybe a year. And what did the cardiologist say? Well, I'm glad you made it this far without complications. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I bet. Considering the severity of your condition, the fact that you had double outlet right ventricle. I didn't know it was that until recently. Remember my mom, she was visiting me. She didn't read all that paper. And during the follow-ups, I never really asked anything. In my mind, I have a heart condition. That's why I'm going to do these things, right? I never talked about it. So I never knew of my condition until I met the group Conquering CHD online. And I talked to these people and they were telling me, and I looked back at my paper, like, well, I have the same thing they do. I started Googling and everything fell apart. Oh my gosh, Lisa. So within the last few years, you've had quite an education and quite an awakening, haven't you? The last year until now, 2017. Um, Um, The end of 2017, that's when me and my husband were talking about the divorce or no divorce. Then I started looking up CHD stuff. So you've been on a bit of a roller coaster ride. Yeah, by myself. Like I hit all this from people. I had concerns. I never brought up psychologists. I had concerns. We never talked with my mom, never told my husband my concern. I just kind of went along. So what made you start looking information up online? When I started talking to these people online, and then I felt I had a connection. I felt that there's someone out there that would understand. And then I started wondering about myself. So I dug up my old papers, my doctor papers, reread them, and then started circling the key words, like the mm-hmm. diagnosed words, Googled them, and then realized other people that I've talked to on the Conquering CHD were having them. And that's when I felt, oh, this is normal, yet it's dangerous at the same time. I don't know what mm-hmm. I was thinking. And at some <laughs> point, I told one of the girls, oh, if I'd known all this, I probably wouldn't have kids. So maybe in a way, it was a blessing that you didn't know because Serenity and Sean, it seems like are a very important part of your life. Yes, they are. Thank you. I think sometimes things happen for a reason, don't you, Lisa? Now I do. Since finding God, I truly believe in that. Do you think that to be enlightened, maybe we have to fall apart? Because I sometimes feel that I am who I am because of the adversity that I have faced in my life. How do you feel about that? Anna, I totally agree with you. Honestly, if I had to go back and do everything, I would do it the same. Because if you change one thing, you wouldn't be where we are today. And everything is a plan and a purpose already set out by God for us. So we had to have done it that way. There was no other way. I believe in that wholeheartedly. 
that you have to go through everything, the good, the bad, the messy, to be who you are. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home tonight forever. Lisa, I understand that you're a born-again Christian and that you have published a book of devotionals. How has spirituality been a part of your congenital heart defect journey? Honestly, when I was little, it wasn't. Up until recently, when I found God and when I started researching more into my CHD, I've been writing these spiritual poems about it because I want to help and encourage other CHD that their journey is worth it, even though it might be hard, but spiritually, it's worth it where we are with our journey and should take it one day at a time. How are your devotionals different than the poetry that you've read to me? The devotional I took off of when I was writing quotes, like quote here, quote there. And then I took the quote and I made it into a statement. So like in day one, it says, today you will get closer to God. And then I would explain how to get closer to God and why we need to get closer to God and what to do to get closer to God. Well, that sounds really helpful. Also, it will explain things like if you're troubled, Why are we facing it? Like in this one day, it talks about things we can't control. Instead of fighting it, we embrace it. I love that. So I'm curious, when I saw your book of devotionals on Amazon, I wondered, why 50? That's not a month. It's not a year. What made you decide on the number 50? I will be honest with you. 49 was too short. And 100 was too long. I was running out of things to say. So I thought 50 because it just rounds off the number 50. So if you can do 50 days, then you're halfway there to God to be your own spiritual person. However, that book reads to you. If you have a different God of your own or spirituality, you've been through it 50 days. You have 50 days more to go. It's like life. You're halfway there. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad I'm not crazy because I was just thinking to myself, is there some importance, some significance with the number 50 that I don't know about? But no, it's just Lisa's decision. It's just what makes you happy to have 50. I think that's great. I was expecting 52, one for each week or like I said, 
30 for every day, 50. I, I kind of like that. Like you said, it's half of 100. You can always start back at the beginning after you finish number 50. It sounds like these devotionals are things that bear repeating. I hope so. When people read it, they have told me that the first time they was by it, then they stop and they actually go back day by day and contemplate on what they read so that whatever resonates to them, they will actually try to achieve it by doing that day. I think you should make a new devotional workbook that has 52, one for each week. And each week they can contemplate a different devotional, especially since you're giving them instruction in your book on what to do. Then at the beginning of the week, you can give them the devotional and then they can focus on that all week long. And at the end of the week, they can see how focusing on that has helped their lives. Oh, good idea. And then also I can give them spaces that they can write to see what they can do to achieve those things within the 52 days. I love that because I'm a journaler. I'm the kind of person like you. I love to write. And it's interesting, isn't it? When you buy a new car, that's when you see that car on the highway everywhere. When you get a new idea or something new happens to you like that, that's when you will experience something and it will be heightened because of that new idea or that new thought. And I think that having that devotional to think about every day for a week and then write about it. That's a way for you to enhance everybody's lives with your teachings and with your profession of faith. Oh, thank you. And then I might make it for CHD families too one day. See? See? That's what we should do. We should do it together, Lisa. We'll make a book of devotionals for CHD families. What do you think? Beautiful, perfect. And I was thinking (laughs) of it, but right now I don't have the time or the money to do the marketing. Yes. And it does cost some money to publish a book. It is not free for the most part. Although some people will publish bits and pieces of a book online and that doesn't necessarily have to cost you anything. But when you get it in a book form, then it does cost some money, doesn't it? Then running to try to promote it, marketing Mm -hmm. it. And if I don't have the right money, it doesn't get everywhere. I know. I know. It's a challenge to be an author, especially if you want to make money at it or if you want to get the word out about what it is that you're doing. But it sounds like you've got a plan. It sounds like you have some ideas about the marketing and everything. How did you find the time to write this book when you have two small children? When they were going to school and it wasn't COVID, every time I go pick them up and I'm in that long line, I don't know if you remember that line, Mm -hmm. I would sit there and write by hand like journaling. And then when I come home at night and they're asleep, I would type it on my laptop. It's a very efficient use of your time. While you were waiting in the line, did you sometimes have things that came to you or was your brain set that it knew, okay, now I'm going to write and things would just magically appear in your mind? Both. Because for one, most of those quotes I already have out on my journaling, another book. So I would take that book with me and then a pencil and pad. But as a question comes out, and I don't know what to write, and I see something like a parent, a kid, some idea might jump to me to how to write into that quote and make it something for people to do, something, you know, that type of thing. So it's both for me. Mm-hmm. I already had the idea of what to write, and sometimes I don't know exactly how to tell it. And I'm sitting there, and then I go, oh, okay. You said that some of the quotes were quotes from another devotional that you had, and then you just kind of made it your own. But did you give credit to the first person who? Oh, gave no, the it was mine. It was my, my own thought 
to the quotes. Yeah, but I wrote it on a separate piece of paper, like a journaling book a long time ago. Like I started towards 2016. And then so, I just used that and the idea came to me towards the end of 2017 to turn it into a devotional. Oh, so you've been working on this for quite some time. Because I used to write quotes and poetry, short stories. And so I just gathered all my quotes together. That's amazing. I love that. Things I give credit for is the Bible verses that I include at the bottom of each of my saying quote, then what I talk about. And then at the end, I put a Bible verse. So who published your book, Lisa? Page Publishing. It's a publishing place in New York City. Page was the first person to contact me. So I went with them. Can you tell my listeners how they can find your devotional book? Yes, you can go on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, Target, and then all the other little bookstores. You just type out the title or my name, and then it should pop up on Google. And then you guys can search from there. I think that's the easiest because a lot of them is sold on Amazon and mm -hmm. Barnes and Noble would be the sure. easiest. My name or the title of the book. Say the title of the book again, Lisa. Through the Beauty of Grace, I Will. Perfect. And your name is spelled a little bit differently. I have never seen this name before. So it's C-O-L-V-I-L, -L, if any of you are looking yes. for it, Lisa Colville. And Lisa, it has been a delight talking to you today. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you, Anna, for having me. And thank you for having a show like this so everyone can have a voice. So I thank you for letting me have my voice today. Oh, it has been so much fun. I've really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to read more of the things that you've written. And folks, you will be in for a surprise because Lisa is actually contributing to a book I'm putting together called The Heart of a Heart Warrior. So stay tuned in 2021. I plan on publishing the book. And with the grace of God, we will have some works by Lisa and lots of other amazing heart warriors. Thanks again, Lisa. You're welcome. And I thank you too. Goodbye, Anna. Well, that does conclude this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Please come back next week at noon Eastern time for a brand new episode. Until then, please visit us at www.heartsunitetheglobe.org to find out more about the nonprofit organization that supports this program. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.